Welcome in to a special edition of that SEC podcast, a power rankings. You like to call these a nightcap edition of the pod, but thanks to Auburn LSU going till midnight central time here. <laughs> Just too late for me to do these last night with everything I had going on. So doing these in the morning, but hey, we had a massive, massive shakeup here on my updated SEC power rankings. So still wanted to give you guys some content here. And like we always do, we'll start at the bottom of the list. Number 14. No surprise, the Vanderbilt Commodores. You got yourself a win against UConn. Let's give them credit for that. Ken Seals, game-winning field goal drive with uh, less than two minutes in the game. There's no way in hell Vanderbilt pulls off this W that, uh, you know, if it was the same team that started the season, Vanderbilt continues to improve, making big plays on the defensive side of the ball. UConn really needed a miracle to even to get that final touchdown that put them ahead with, uh, I believe, 127 on the clock. So, hey, things are trending in the right direction. Still, obviously, got a big, big climb here in Nashville. But I love the fact that this team continues to fight, continues to compete, not done until uh, the, the final whistle here, here. And I think Clark Lee is certainly growing as a football coach. Number 13. South Carolina. I mean, what's to say? that The defense, we'll give them credit. The defense is playing lights out, still <laughs> making too many mistakes. Troy game, the final score, I don't think was, uh, you know, indicative of how close this game really was. We're a disaster on the offensive side of the ball. We scored one offensive touchdown every single game against FCS opponents, which, uh, you know, of course, is every game aside from the opener against Eastern Illinois. We're just clueless here on the offensive side of the ball. Can barely run the ball. Luke Doty, he's trying, but he's got no one to throw it to. And, you know, we can't put it all on the receivers because Luke Doty's not looking great, but he's banged up. He's not fully effective. It's just it's so hard to watch South Carolina when they're on offense. It's basically the exact opposite, though, on defense. Clayton White has got those guys playing hard, and special teams came up huge for the Gamecocks against Troy to get that win, to get to 3-2. and two. But still, not seeing anything that's moving you off the number 13 slot. Number 12. Missouri Tigers. My God, <laughs> that defense it's getting worse. I mean, I didn't think it could. I thought they would actually improve. After all, you know, we're all talking trash about them. And Eli Drinkwitz out here challenging them, sticking into the plan. What do we got with Steve Wilkes? It looks like we got a damn disaster. And five games into the season, we're already he's already getting questions whether, you know, if he's going to be firing his defensive coordinator. And where was the offense? I mean, if you were to tell me that uh, Eli Drinkwitz and Connor Basilak, Tyler Beatty, couldn't get much going against the Tennessee Vols. Well, we'll get to the Vols. Credit their defense. But, you know, that was probably the biggest stunner to me was just how ineffective for the vast majority of the day Missouri's offense was against the Tennessee Vols. So, man, you are sinking fast. You got to correct this issue, Missouri. And I don't know if you're going to find any answers on that defensive side of the ball this season. Number 11. Speaking of falling, ooh, LSU Tigers. I got them at at number 11 trending down. Could not finish the deal. 
Man, is there a worse unit in the SEC right now than LSU's running a game? I mean, it they have just totally abandoned it. And I don't think it's uh, due to a lack of, you know, bad play calling necessarily. I just think they, every time they run it, they're getting about two yards every single time. Auburn in that second half wasn't even playing against the run. And yet when they tried a couple of times, two, three yards was all they were getting. I, I do not know what in the hell is going on down there in Baton Rouge, but when you're this one-dimensional, that's how, you know, they've been getting, they got leads against Mississippi State. They got a lead against Auburn, blown them. Well, they didn't completely blow it against Mississippi State. Of course, they won the game, but they damn near did, and they certainly did against Auburn. So, man, we have got to correct this issue. And, and again, I don't know if it can be corrected because we, unless we got some fresh, it may be time to just throw freshman offense alignment in there. I, I don't know how it could be any worse aside from, you know, they are doing a, a decent job in pass protection, but Max Johnson came out red hot and then, man, very, very inconsistent through the interception there that uh, lost him the game. LSU's trending down fast and they've got a brutal, brutal schedule coming up. The Auburn Tigers, man, you may, you may our Tiger fans may be shaking their head at this ranking, but the way I see it, and let's give this guy a ton of credit, but if not for some Superman plays from Bo Nix, I don't think you're even competitive in this LSU game. It took that from Bo Nix, and all the more impressive given the fact that Bo Nix got benched last week, looked like he had lost his job. The T.J. Finley story, that was what everybody was talking about. Give guts to uh, Brian Harson for go, you know, evaluating this for what it is and sticking with Bo Nix. Hell, uh, I'll talk to Cousin Shane here uh, when we do the pod, but as soon as we found out Bo Nix was starting, we put money on LSU. So, hey, it is what it is. Uh, the defense came up strong in the second half. And this Auburn running attack is legit. So uh, a lot of areas to improve for Auburn. But, uh, hey, you're in the top ten. Number nine. Them Aggies, fighting Aggies, man. They're fading fast with Alabama coming to town next with a sellout crowd. I mean, this is your only chance to redeem yourself here. Uh, and, let, you know, we'll get to Mississippi State here in a minute. But let's give them credit because they won this game. The defense Will Rogers looked great. Zach Calzada. I mean, I'm not saying anything that's not known, but uh, there's just a big, big drop-off in Texas A&M's offense with Calzada in there. And the defense, you know, they were getting beat by Mississippi State, which, uh, you know, is not stunning, but this is not the this is not what we were expecting. You know, uh, Texas A&M only allowed nine points per game heading into this one. And in back-to-back weeks, those – They've, they've just been getting defeated on that defensive side of the ball. So it looks like Texas A&M's defense now is uh, maybe a little overrated here. You know, the Aggies got the talent. They're just not doing it. And it's pretty much been that way the entire season, if we're being honest with ourselves. Big risers this week. The Tennessee Vols made quick work of Missouri. I mean, this was a this was not even a contest, and this was on the road. This was uh, you know Missouri was a favorite in this game. I picked Missouri to win this game. This idiot here. I picked the Tigers to win. This thing was over by the first quarter. I mean, Tennessee's offense humming on all cylinders. Hendon Hooker, man, night and day different with him in the lineup. And keep in mind, 
Uh, you know, they still don't have all the pieces they want to have. Guys are in and out of the lineup. Didn't matter. Uh, and now we got South Carolina coming into town next for the Tennessee Vols. You have a real, real opportunity to build some momentum. And I know the offense is the story of the day, and it should be because they were so damn good. But really, we you know, let's not overlook the fact that the defense is doing their part. They look like uh, one of the surprising units of the entire SEC during this young season, really forcing turnovers. Uh, you know, they weren't perfect, but when your offense scores 60 points per game, you don't got to be perfect, brother. You just got to do your part, and that's what they did. And that's why they whooped the hell out of Missouri. Tennessee is looking much improved, and uh, I think that's going to continue for at least another week. Number seven. Mississippi State. Ooh, man, this defense is uh, heating up once again. Zach Arnett's unit. Uh, this is looking like the same unit from last season, correcting some of these issues, going into Kyle Field. And how about Will Rogers, man? He's been facing so much criticism this season. This was his best game as a college football player. Uh, these receivers are starting to come into their own. The offensive line is, get, is getting much improved. Mike Leach continues to prove why he's one of the best in the business. Doesn't always have the talent. Doesn't matter. He still finds a way to get things done. And uh, and I cannot be more impressed with Mississippi State. And who knows? Again, inconsistent, but not Saturday night at Texas A&M. They put it all together. And when they put it all together, you know, I think they could beat damn near everyone in the league outside of Georgia, Alabama, uh, if they play their A game, which, as we've seen so far this season, that's not really a guarantee at any point. Number Ole Miss Rebels, how about that popcorn lane? Oh, my God, I was buying into the bullshit, too, but got smoked by Alabama, didn't show up, got maybe a little too aggressive. You know, I'm, I'm sure that's kind of the big talking point uh, in Oxford this week, but you got to be aggressive when you're playing against Alabama. Just did, just was not your day. Couldn't get anything going on offense. Uh, couldn't get that pace going. Nick Saban still got everybody's number and it's sad to sit here and think about but really embarrassed here by Ole Miss and my pick to go into Tuscaloosa and get that W clearly ne- never even uh, a threat of that happening number five Florida Gators oh my god what are we doing here Dan Mullen we have got to get this cleaned up uh, you're playing conservative. You cannot play conservative on the road when you have opportunities. You got to make the most of them. And they didn't do it this uh, on Saturday night in Lexington. And you come away with a, a very superior roster, in my opinion, yet you didn't get it done. More of that to come uh, when Cousin Shane gets on the line here. But uh, Florida, I think, man, fans are, are pissed off at Dan Mel- Mullen. And we're, I think we're starting to see some of that bad lingering end of 2020 come into uh, to this season because it's like moral victory you over here. Uh, and Dan Mullen's postgame comments certainly did not help that. Number four. Kentucky Wildcats, let's give them their credit. I mean, they're standing atop of the SEC standings right now after winning yet again 5-0, and beat them, beat them uh, – Beat the Gators in impress. Well, I wouldn't say impressive fashion, but that's the thing. Mark Stoops has built a winning culture. If the offense isn't getting it done, the defense and the special teams get it done. Or and, and you know you can mix and match those depending on the week. But uh, these this is a team that believes they can go on the field and win these big games, and they're doing it. 
Cannot say more. Uh, very, very, very impressed with the Kentucky Wildcats uh, outside of the, the offense was pretty inconsistent here on Saturday night. Number three. Arkansas Razorbacks. Hey, I haven't sold you, you out yet. Uh, you go into Athens. I told you you couldn't win this one. I just didn't think it would be this lopsided. Uh, there's still a lot to like about Arkansas, but you just you went into a buzzsaw. Georgia was ready for you. You weren't quite ready for that big stage. You get, you get slaughtered. We've been saying it every week to everybody that faces Georgia, but, hey, that's what Georgia's going to do to people. Georgia's number one. I kind of already spoiled it, but that leads to number two. Number two. Alabama, really 1A, 1B here, but in my mind, slight step back from Alabama to Georgia. Georgia's so damn good. Alabama also damn good. Uh, who was the idiot calling out Alabama's defense all week? Right here, you're looking at them. So Alabama getting it done on that defensive side of the ball. That was the difference in the game. Offense, Brian Robinson just leaned on that big bag, and Ole Miss had no answer for it. And, of course, so already said, number one. Number one. Man, the Bulldogs, and they don't even have JT Daniels, and they're doing this. I mean, imagine when George Pickens comes back. Imagine when Darnell Washington and Tyke Smith are back to 100% by the end of the season. How dominant Georgia's going to look when all that happens. So, uh, yeah, th there's no doubt in my mind Georgia, number one team in the nation. They showed it on Saturday. Been saying it all damn season pretty much. Georgia Bulldogs, number one. Alabama, number two. And it's basically everybody else <laughs> trying to play catch up.
some